Breakfast Radio on BreakfastRadio.com. We're, we're not number one. God is. We may not be the best, but our purpose is to lead you to the best. Jesus Christ. www.rapfestradio.com. Old school to new school. Classics to exclusives. Gospel, hip hop, music, and videos. Live video interviews Monday nights at 8 p.m. Monday nights at 8 p.m. Watch. Watch. Learn. Learn. Love. Love. Support. Support. Rapfest Radio on From far beyond the galaxies, I've journeyed to this place to study the behavior patterns of the human race. And I find them highly illogical. This girl looking at me like a lost head Screaming at me in the phone lately I told her we should just support it I'm too young to have a baby It's crazy feeling like everybody just hates me God gave up on me a long time maybe I'm growing darker, blood tests make it harder Not the man I used to be before your legs parted I'm heartless, hypocrite with a couple faces We'll keep a hush from my whole congregation Maybe you forgot I'm on 300 different stations I say I love God, I still try Never been a go-getter, couldn't be a drug peddler uh, You in them streets just running wild All the while, he could feed you if you just allow Firmly, it's me, the grace poster child It's blood paid for my soul and I'm boasting loud That's what I'm talking about Last days, God saves without die yelling Me and my brethren raptured in the sky heaven They don't believe us, they don't got it out It's free will, see here, I know that I'ma go And I'm on scripts track so that y'all could know And so y'all could go too when the father Catchers wanna add to it, but trooping on the god, so they stuck like bad sewage. Bad fluid, must be running through it. When he say stay, she dash, acting clueless, acting foolish, all insane. He probably stuck on Cypress Hill, cause something's really off in his membrane. Check the way he exchanged the truth for a lie without thinking about the end game. So he's inconsistent, cause he's been conditioned from the beginning, thinking God was the commission of recommitting and teaching truth to these fools. Hear thee, hear thee, everybody listen. All reason is God's reasons And you ain't changing seasons When you try to make it rain You commit treason The lunatics are taking over the asylum Everyone's a truth to themselves They all violent Mama said head to the stove And it will burn you I see your fingerprints on everything That will toast you You can't say, you can't say I ain't warned you I had the same knowledge, homie I was born too Then I was born you Let's go Take the case of modern man. He works all his life, gives it all he can, saves all his money, works overtime, pinches every penny, banks every dime. All he can think about is money, but you know that he can't take it with him where he's going to go. Now I find that fascinatingly illogical. Money, guap, cake, dollars, moolah, cha-ching, cheetah, fur, and the impala. 
Car collection, model obsession, smooth connection, stacks on deck, the prize possession. Favorite color green, high shot, Charlie Sheen. What everything else in life is hardly seen. Always in a rush, slow down, take a coffee break. Get into the meat, no milk, call it the coffee mate. Bumping that green day, getting that cheese and green bay. Holding on the money the mean way. Wallets in all pockets, you call it handy loot. Trying to save cash, you about to crash like Bandicoot. You cross yourself when you pass in the building. Money's a god, doesn't matter what you feel. Dollar sign life will get you out of control. There's really no profit if in the end you're losing your soul. Uh. Illogical. Highly illogical. Highly illogical. Highly illogical. Yo, what's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome to Rap Fest Radio, rapfestradio.com. The song is illogical, but we are not. <laughs> uh, that was the script, right? That was the script? Yeah, That's script. what I said, the script. Yeah, the script, script. Just script. I always say the script. It's not like you should say the script, like The Apprentice. Yeah. Uh, one E. Um, that was Illogical featuring Social Club and um, Alex Hi, Medina. Medina. Illogical. Good song. Good stuff, man. We're excited. We're here today. Nice Just freak. chilling out. We yeah. have with us... Spoken word artist, Ooh, the apprentice. Spoken word. Got him to come out to the Bronx against his will. By God's good will <laughs> and his good grace, we in the Bronx. Yeah, so so we're excited, man. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, my son and I were talking like this year. We've had a really good lineup of interviews. You know, real really different, diverse stuff. Mm -hmm. New artists as well. Mm -hmm. New to us, not yeah. new to what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know. Like even with Kiki, with the Not mm -hmm. On My Watch. By the way, the Not On My Watch campaign is still yep. going on. Why don't you let them know about that before we get into it? So actually, it's wow. Not On My Watch 2618.tumblr.com. I'm so sorry. Oh, you messed it up I've been time? messing it up probably for the last three to four weeks. Oh, wow. But if you're following us, you're seeing her Facebook, um, definitely they're, they're, they're coming up to the end. I think this is day... 33 or something like that we got right. till uh february 9th and we're praying for all those in the secular industry oh. you know just praying that god will just continue to minister to them in oh. any way possible Amen. if it's using artists like lecrae artists yeah. like no yeah. malice and gin or yeah. people like us whatever god needs to do to make sure that we can make an impact and shine yes, a light sir. in the dark world so definitely continue to follow not on my watch um, and check out Keylanda Rambert, uh, Kiki Squared, Key Two Music Finder. You see, not on my watch. It's a blog. You can definitely look it up on and Google it, and keep up with the blogs and, and keep praying for people. Yes, Amen. Sir. That's awesome. A great movement. Not on my watch. Make sure you keep up with that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're excited. We have the apprentice here, and you know, um, his first time here with us. His first time. Rap not, your, not your first time in the Bronx, though, right? No, not my first okay. time in the Bronx. Second. <laughs> Uh, I can probably no no. I was gonna say I could probably count probably less than fifty. Less than fifty. Yeah. All right, so we're we're, we're really privileged. It's a privilege yeah. to have him here, you know, because he don't come out to the Bronx with just anybody. You know, so. I mean, it's an honor. <laughs> well, why don't you take a moment, introduce yourself officially to everybody. Peace, everybody. My name is The Apprentice, T-H-E-E, -E, Apprentice. Just think it all, King James. That's what it is right there, uh, The Apprentice. Um, I'm a spoken word artist. I'm a poet. Um, a lot of folks know me. I slam at the New Yorican often. Um, I've done McDonald's Gospel Fest, the McDonald's Cafe. Now we host an event. I host an event every third Friday in Brooklyn called To Be Continued, mm -hmm. which is offering a nightlife for Christians on Friday where you don't have to wake up Saturday, Sunday morning feeling bad about what you did last night. Mm -hmm. It's just a hangout for Christians, come yeah. out after your young adult service and just fellowship and meet other Christians. We do poetry, we have dancing. I just, you know, recently learned how to wobble. So, oh. you know, <laughs> I be getting my wobble on. Um, we have an event um, coming up March 3rd called the Lifeline Poetry Slam, which is another slam um, competition for Christian artists. Um, it's, it's hosted by my church, the Greater Allen Cathedral. 
Um, it's a slam for Christian, but it's not necessarily limited to Christian, so anybody right. can participate. Awesome. We just ask that you censor your pieces, you know, no cursing, no profiting, no cursing or erotic content. So we got that. We're doing a lot of things this year, and we're just grateful to God for doors he's opening, opportunities, and just the space and the gift to just share his word through the gift of poetry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I actually went to one of the events, um, and I brought my, my one of my boys, Eric Cruz. I don't know if you remember this guy, Eric Cruz. You've met him a couple times. But, um, Was he at the joint uptown? Yeah, at the... At, uh, at the they apartment did. 78 yeah yeah, yeah. 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 yes yes see so keep cool praying dude. for him keep Peace, praying for him he's bro. cool he goes to our yeah, church yeah, yeah. fellowship but yeah. um i went to the event and you guys you still at the same spot that um uh the third fridays yeah 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 you guys and it's growing i'll tell you right now if you it's go growing. you have to get there yeah. early because it is packed <laughs> out like and literally, it gets hot that you want to step outside and get some air. Let's but it gets packed out. Shout out to Tony Tone. I don't know if he's going to be online, but I did hit him up. DJ, DJ Tony, Tony Tone. Tone. Supporting, you know, definitely so he heard about that. Yeah. Nice. Oh, it's every night. BLS is finest. Yeah. So, no, but definitely check it out. I know it was a blessing to see a lot of different talent. Um, you know, we had, I know I caught some singers there. That's the first time I heard of Brandon Kaffer, who's from Brooklyn Tab. Yeah. You know, and oh. some other artists that, that were there. So, you know, definitely, definitely, it's a great oh. opportunity. It's that deep. The Sandy Relief. Go in a group, <laughs> but definitely check yeah. it out. Come in a group. Check it out. Yeah, the Sandy Relief one. Come in a group. The one he's talking mm -hmm. about, we did an event um, when Hurricane Sandy happened. Um, you know, we had the event, but we specifically wanted to, you know, everybody yeah. wanted to help. So that event, um, all the proceeds went to, I think we donated to a development of Red Hook. Yeah, Hunt, yeah. Um, you know, to the efforts out there. We still praying for the folks dealing with Sandy Relief. Right. You know, we in January now, Sandy done came and went, but a lot of folks are still with our homes, yep. yeah. still with our power, still with our heat. You know, we still got you folks in mind and we haven't forgotten you. That's awesome. You know, um, spoken word, to me in the last couple of years has really started to shine more. Yeah. You know, because to me, spoken word back in the days, I remember Rap Fest all the way back from 94 when we started out, spoken word was really just, I'm a rapper, but I don't have music. Freestyle. Yeah. It's a, not even freestyle, oh, it's, a pre, it's an acapella. Yeah, 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 it's just yeah. an acapella. So what led you to spoken word? Spoken word? Uh, life. To be honest with you, um, before I even undertook spoken word like as a ministry, that's just how I dealt with life. Um, I moved around a lot as a kid, so I didn't really talk to people. I just talked to paper. <laughs> so um, it wasn't until you know I got I got into church, got into God, and um, that it grew into um, an outlet for ministry. And through that, you know, and folks listening, through that it grew into something that I really like took and just ran with it and was just like, all right, I guess this is like my lane. So I'ma just I'ma just stay in it and ride it out. So what what kind of spoken word artist would you consider yourself to be? A storyteller or a life you know, like do you just do personal personal experience stuff only? Um for the most part I'm a personal experience. Um, and, and when you ask the question like what kind of spoken word artist I like when I first started I tried to stay out of uh, I'm a Christian poet. Oh, I was yeah. I, like, I just wanted to be a poet because my thing was when you see a doctor, he may be Muslim, like you don't call him the Muslim doctor, like he's just a doctor. You don't necessarily use his faith to describe his practice. His, his practice. But um, it, it's just a lane I fell in. Like uh, most of my poems, if it ain't about Jesus, he's in there somewhere. Like he just comes out. Like that's all I'm about. But I, for the most part, am a a life personal experience poet. Um, I get excited when I when poems come out of me that do um, specifically deal with certain situations, um, like Wake Up. Uh, Wake Up is one of them. Um, I've written a couple last year, The Facts, uh, Divine Reminders, specifically targeting certain situations. So when those poems come out of me, I'm real glad. But I think for the most part, I've done a lot of uh, personal experience poems. What has been one of the most difficult topics for you to write about? Wow. Uh, well, to write them, they're all hard to write about. I, I think for me, the the difficult part is actually performing them. Because oh. um, for me, like I said, it's how I dealt with life. So I had to write it out to kind of like get over whatever the situation was, whether it was a relationship or just me just going through something, a bad space. But the harder part became 
when it came time to share it. Uh, like there was a poem I did called Proof, which is a, a testimony piece. And I would do it a lot in secular venues, but I struggled for a while when God would want me to do it at churches. Because I felt like I didn't want to tell the saints my business. Oh, okay, okay. You want to put it out there. Yeah, I didn't want to put it out there. People start judging you. Yeah, because I was so caught up in the change that I made that I didn't want to let you know what I changed from. But, I, you know, God had to, like, let me know. Um, it's those things that actually encourage others and kind of help them to keep moving. Uh, I heard Bishop Jake say one time, he said, you got to have it so much together that when you tell somebody you don't have it together. Mm. They find encouragement. Wow. Now, I, I know you mentioned you, you do a lot of spoken word in mainstream secular venues. Yeah. What's the reaction like of the people? Like, do you get a chance to actually minister to them or do you just do your stuff and, ladies and gentlemen, next up on stage is whatever and you're out? Uh, I, I, I am. There, there's a few poets that, um, that I know personally or that I come across that can go into secular venues and. I'd have to say minister Christ or share Christ that can that are received by both uh, believers and unbelievers. It's kind of it's kind of a tricky thing to do. Um, you know, I think I've gotten to the point where I, I'm one of those where if you receive it or not, you just respect it. Um, okay. And I think it's been my position so long, and I haven't deviated from it in any kind of way right, right. that they just know. All right, here it comes, and. Um, Thanks be to God that he's given me a certain kind of uh, way to do it um, where it is skillful and it is somewhat attractive. So uh, it, it works for me. People think you come across too strong sometimes in, um, the, in, the, in the secular venues. Right. If you see him in perform, certain poems, though, certain poems, certain poems, though certain poems. <laughs> you go in. You guys think it's the see, back I have, sometimes. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen this him guy hits himself literally. harder than, like, you could hear <laughs> if there's no mics on. He hits really? himself so hard. I mean, it's man. just insane. You go home, oh. And if he claps, he could stand with no mic. I remember I seen him one time. He stood behind the mic, so, you know, just because he was the way he was moving. And he's, you know, so far, you could hear him like, why did he even have Mike in the first place type of a thing? So he, very, very animated, which yeah. I think is really big. And I think, you know, for, for me, I've been to a couple of venues already where you've been at, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, you know, I think that's, that's, that says a lot because, you know, again, when it comes to this, this art form, um, it, it's very big on... Um, the way you portray it, the way you present it. Right. And just when it comes to rapping or any type of music, you want to present sure. it in excellence. So to do it, you have to you have to show them that yeah, you feel that it you and feel that you can live saying. it. Yeah. And so if you don't, you can't just, you know, put a poem out there and yeah. just, well, thanks, you know, have a nice day. It mm -hmm. has to be in such a way right. that you're acting the part out. And I think, you know, I mean, again, that's my that's my experience. Yeah, I was gonna say too, but it's, it's very like important. Spoken word is so much harder because at the rap, you have the music to hide. Right. Yeah, we don't have no help. You don't have no help. <laughs> You're out there that you have to, you know, every word has to be yeah. at a certain, you know, you have no to show help. the feeling. You have to peak your voice. You can't be monotone. You have to do this. The emotion has to come out, you know. So it's it's a total, it's, it's mm -hmm. it must be difficult. You don't have the hook on the track. You don't have the hook on the track, right. So you just and have then, to do it all on your own. And then for Christian poets, it's even hard, I mean, not for Christian poets, because I, I, myself, I differentiate there's Christian poets, and you got Christians who minister. Mm. So for those who minister, it's even harder, because especially if your poem and all that is working, now you're judged when you're off the stage. Wow. So all, you, all eyes on you. Yeah, so you're almost, because now, especially if you're in a secular venue now. So, like, me personally, I can't go to a poetry event, because I've heard people do such poems about Christ, I'm like, why didn't I write that poem? And then, but, and you minister it so well, but then when you come from at the bar with a Heineken, it kind of kills your witness. Yeah, 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 yeah. you just <laughs> mess up your last 48 bars. <laughs> you just mess it up. So I've differentiated that they're Christian poets, because regardless of what you do, you, you know, you can be a Christian, like, you, you love Christ, but then when you actually approach it from an aspect where you're going to minister now, it's a different kind of responsibility and accountability you got to kind of like hold on to absolutely and that's that holds true for art all type of artists yeah any artist all, all type of yeah yeah you, yeah you can't be one thing on stage and come on stage be something totally yeah. different and expect people to actually respect you yeah they're not you know they'll 
they'll like your music, but that's where it ends. Yeah. You know, uh, you mentioned before the name of your church, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your church and you participate in any ministries at your church? Uh, yeah, so my church now, because I, I just made, um, I'm going on a year and a half now, the Greater Allen AME Cathedral in Queens. Uh, shout out to my pastors, Floyd and co-pastor Elaine Flake, my young adult pastor, Reverend McKinley, who was, um, you know, uh, I, I, like, I love my church, man. Like, they've been a major blessing to me. Um, I'm very active now with the Young Adult Ministry. Um, they're just awesome. Awesome. Like, cool. like they're, they're awesome. So we have an event um, coming up. We just did Unforgettable for New Year's, which is, um, I've actually been before, but we did it again this year. It was, like, great. Again, it's another Christian, you know, a nightlife for Christians to do. Because sometimes on New Year's, especially if you used to do stuff when you were unsaved. Right. When you come on this side, you, it's kind of hard to go home. Like, you used to be out to, like, 4 in the morning. That's so when the party starts. This is when the party <laughs> starts. So the young adults provided that opportunity for Christians to come out, hang out with other Christians, be out dancing, mingling, and you're saved while you're doing it. Jesus won't come through the door and ask you, what are you doing here? Right, right, right. You understand right. what I'm saying? So we're doing that. Um, March 3rd, we have a poetry event um, that I host called the Lifeline Poetry Slam. And even the name in itself is, is like twofold. So it's Lifeline. When you imagine a lifeline on a boat, you throw out to catch somebody drowning. Right. So those are for those folks who are like are outside the ark, which is the church. So we try to throw a lifeline to you and will you back in, which is um, even essential because it's hosted by a church. So we hope that even from that, you'll come to church. Right. Or there'll be so many Christians in the house that you'll meet somebody in the room that you can kind of connect with and build a, a friendship with another Christian. And then on the flip side is lifeline because when somebody's in a hospital room and you're trying to resuscitate them, so sometimes people in the house need that as well. So what do you what do you guys do as far as promotion locally for the venue? Like, because um, I know it's open for Christian and non-Christian. Right. So how do you how do you invite the non-Christians? Is it just by word of mouth? Uh, for now, by word of mouth. Um, like if we have flyers, like we'll have flyers. So when I'm going to the events in secular places, I'm handing them out. Oh, okay. Um, which were like sometimes that's my incentive to to go now more to events. Because I've gotten, because of school, I can't get out as much now. But when we do have events, we got flyers. Like, I hit up as many secular events as possible. You know, after that, oh, where, where are you? Where can I find you? Here's a flyer. You know, I'll be here. Or, you know, on the flip side, it's the, it's the poetry event. On the other side, it's our Young Adult Friday Night Bible Study. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, so you just kind of leave a trail for folks to follow you. Where, where is it located, the March 3rd? Where is the event? Um, it's at a place called Drum. Which is, I believe, is on Avenue A. It's a uh, Alphabet City in Manhattan. Um, if you Google a YouTube drum, D R O M, um, you'll find it. But connect with us on Facebook, um, The Apprentice, uh, Greater Allen Young Adult Ministry. Um, the link to the link to the event should be up soon. Okay, that's great, man. Um, we want to get into a spoken word piece of yours Ooh. that you. <laughs> hey, you sent it to me. <laughs> I did send it. It's my so, favorite right now. Is it? So why don't you yeah. tell us a little bit about it, and then we're just going to go right into it. Uh, so the, the the piece is called Constant, um, and it's actually, since I've been doing it, it's become a lot of folks' favorite. Um, like I said, it dealt with, like, it helped. It's my favorite because it helped me to understand a lot about me. Mm. Um, that's the one thing I can, like, thank God for the gift of poetry. Um, through it, he's answered like a lot of questions that I've had regarding like myself and upbringing. And Constant was one of those poems, you know, constantly moving and moving and moving and becoming like isolated within myself, not really scared to, you know, have friendships, scared to make friends, right. scared to be a friend, mm. um, just scared to like connect because I, I was too afraid of the pain of disconnecting. So that's what that poem is. Um, and, and I like it because it is a, it is a ministry piece. But um, because it's so personal, um, anybody who listens to it, if they can connect with my experience, by the time I get to the end, you know, they're like, listen, man, I'm with you. Yeah, it's like a reality show. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. So it's called Constant. Listen, if you're watching this now, feel free to go to rapfestradio.com and join the chat room. If you have any questions for The Apprentice or for holler any one of us, us, feel free to just holler at us yeah. there and we'll be <laughs> sure to answer your questions. So check it out. This is Constant. It was recorded live. Watch it close, listen close, and we'll come back with more interview with The Apprentice. Check it out. Yeah.
constant. I've heard that a home is where the heart is. But when the kid roams, the more homes than the Rolling Stone, it becomes hard to put your heart in anything that isn't constant. See, for me, a home was never a constant. Every two years, a different apartment, so till this day, I can only remember where I lived by the grade I was in. I packed my bags like I packed my lunches constant. It wasn't until I found truth. Hidden in the canal of my wisdom tooth that I learned. Being pulled from your environment is much easier when you haven't taken a root. So after the fifth grade, I no longer made friends. Like a turtle. I found shelter and protection in the shell of my skin because you become vulnerable to your surroundings when you're not grounded within. I found comfort in the uncomfortable silence of men. Unable to read my thoughts. They thought me heartless. But those who thought that were those who weren't constant, I'm like an EKG. You'd have to be attached to me long enough to get a clear read, or you might misinterpret my waves, my dips, my spikes. Moose swings can last for days growing up fights. We're constant. Because no matter how many times things change, how to throw a punch always remain the same, and I just wanted something to be constant. Relationships were never constant. Someone asked, is it better to have loved and lost or not to have loved at all? It's only a reflex when I respond. Everyone I've loved, I've lost. Wow. See, my grandmothers are gone. Girlfriends have moved on. But if I didn't love at all, I would have missed the love we shared, and it's not that I'm scared, but... When you constantly love and lose, you become just a little apprehensive when love appears. See, it's not just romantically, but it's also with the platonic love appears. So what you might interpret as standoffish or distant is just a guy dealing with his fears. Now, it's not so much the fear of rejection as it is the pain and the disconnection. See, I see through a glass darkly. So when companionship is presented, I see abandonment as its reflection. The longer I live, the more I'm learning life lessons. It took 31 years to understand that love, love isn't an offering of affections, but it's the sacrifice to commit in spite of imperfections. It's the promise to be constant. And in a world that's constantly changing, all I want is for love to love me constant. Taught the importance of being constant. Through the inconsistencies of men, I learn that the power of words isn't in their delivery, but it's in the actions that follow them. So I follow him, him whose word became flesh, the express right. image of him, him yes. who died, is now alive, whose spirit now resides within him, who's been constant, him who is constant. They ask me why I constantly speak of him. It's because because he will forever be constant, forever be faithful and partial and immutable. And the fact that he's been constant in my life is irrefutable, he told me. The pen is my sword, and I would need it to face my fears that I am a weeping prophet. The words written on my tears that there was a method to the madness. I was being processed and prepared. All things are working together for my good, despite how they may appear. My transitions prevented me from being defined by the opinions of circles or confining myself to the potential of squares. They also kept me out of Bermuda Triangles where relationships disappeared. He emphasized, he emphasized the importance of being constantly uprooted because of the fruit I had to bear, given the breath of life to speak life into the air. See, I'm a thermostat, not a thermometer. I was created to change the atmosphere. I heard my own That's where the heart is. But when the kid roams, the more homes in the Rolling Stone, it becomes hard to put your heart in anything that isn't constant. For me, a home was never a constant. Every two years, a different apartment. So I wrote this correspondence, not just as a reflection of the conscience, but as proof of address to the home my heart found in God, who is my only constant. You're listening to Rapfest Radio on rapfestradio.com. Constant. Yo! That, constant, that was, constant, 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 constant. The Apprentice, 
constant. constant. You gotta check it out, man. Go on YouTube, go on Facebook, and look. He has a bunch of videos up there of stuff that he's done. Uh, maybe before he leaves here today, we'll have him do a little something for us as well. Yeah. New uh, joint. New joint. Look at that. Exclusive. Exclusive. Ba, 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 ba. Um, Rap Fest Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so, um, you know, with with being able to go to the, to the secular venues and doing the nights for the young adults and stuff, it's gonna, it leads me to believe that you have a connection with a past that maybe forces you to feel this passion for the young adults and also for the people in the secular venues. Yeah. Um, my, my young adult pastor and I, he helped me to understand um, specifically the role I play in the body. Um, like, cause I like, other than poetry, I do prison ministry and I really have a passion for prison ministry. And, um, even with poetry, you know, it's just, it's, that's just me. So he helped me to understand, you know, uh, we're all members of the one body, but everybody plays a different part. You got the head, you got the feet, you got fingers. I'm an arm. And my role is I just go out, uh, and, you know, I'm the part that's, I'm connected to the body, but at the same time, I'm out enough to kind of like get folks to come in. Um, so like that, that's my role. Like my passion is more so for unbelievers. Um, I've just been transitioning really into talking more to believers, um, which I think, which I think, uh, is why more people are hearing the name The Apprentice now. Cause for the most part, I think I've just been a, uh, you know, underground low dude. Cause you know, for, I'm, I've just been focused on unbelievers going on shows. I really haven't been big on, you know, putting up videos and stuff like that. This is, you know, these are just doors God has just been opening. But um, yeah, like a heart for the unbelievers because, you know, I mean, I, I grew up in church. Like I got my, I grew up in church. My grandfather uh, started the first Haitian church in New York. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know it till his funeral. Uh, I mean, I knew his his joint was early, but I didn't know the significance of his particular church until I went to his funeral. And he started the first Haitian church in New York. They said he he came to America. He was in Brooklyn. He was walking around. At, he's, are you Haitian? Really? You go to church? <laughs> and and that's just that's how he got folks to come to church. So that's you awesome. know that kind of like like I said, like I got that kind of stuff, you know, in me. You walk around the street asking you know people to be Haitian? Nah. Just asking. But somebody find me like why clever with Haiti apparel. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a very, um, you know, I grew up in the 80s. You know, they made fun of mm -hmm, Haitians. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even since today, I, I am a very proud Haitian. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, thank God for the roots and where we come from. Amen. That's, that's important. When it comes to sharing his gospel, like, um, yeah, I'm like full throttle with that. Like, it don't matter where you put me. Like, and my thing too, because if you listen to content, I was like such a closed in person. Um, it really took poetry and it took ministry to get me outside of myself. Um, mm. It took Christ. Like, Christ got me out of my shell. Because mm. uh, as far as I, I didn't have nothing to talk about, you know, low self esteem. I don't think I'm that important. But um, if you want to know about this man called Jesus, we could talk about that. Nice. You know nice. So, you know, through that, you know, God has worked on me, worked on, you know, just worked on different aspects of me and, you know, I've grown. I, and, and that's that's awesome. It's important to grow as and find your role. Like yeah. you say, you, you, you already define yeah. I'm the arm. This I'm is arm. this is this is my job. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's important. I think many of us still you know, some people are still finding their fit, their role, they don't know what they're supposed to be doing, mm -hmm. and others are locked in already, which is awesome. Right. Uh, you mentioned you had a passion for prison ministry. Why yeah. is that? Uh, well, I think it, it comes from the fact that I was incarcerated, uh, which is... Okay, pause. Which is Ready? ironic. Ready? Yo, pay, I hope you're paying attention here. He grew up in church. I grew up in you church. You know, because we like to be real here. You yeah. know, because some people think, oh, he's a Christian artist. He's probably been, you know, goody two-shoes all his life. Everything's been good. Stop Everything. it. it. You know, but it's interesting that you mentioned that you grew up in church and now you're saying you were incarcerated yeah. because it shows a, a different side of who we are as yeah. people. Like, I mean, for Christian parents, you know, sometimes your kids, they're going to test your faith. Like, if you claim Christ, your kids is going, yeah, you're going to find so out. So you had that shirt that said faith this. tester? Uh, I had the personality as <laughs> faith tester. You know, I think I said one time, you know, I gave my mother um, reasons to pray. Um, wow. You know, I didn't do it. You know, you know, you just go through 
uh, phases and stages. And I think um, moving around so much, um, like sometimes kids deal with things, they don't even know why they're acting out, why they're dealing with stuff. So me, for the most part, I was incarcerated, I was 17. Um, but at that age, you know, I moved around so much um, and didn't make friends. I, th I, got, I got kicked out of school like two years in a row. Um, I got kicked out in the night. No, I got kicked out in the 10th grade, got kicked out in 11th grade. 11th grade, I got arrested. And if you listen to the poems, I can only pinpoint certain stages in my life by the grade, I, like literally. I know I can only remember by the grade I was in the school. Because wow. as much as things change, I had to go to school. Right. So, you know, all right. So ninth grade, I was in Virginia for three months. Finished the rest of the ninth grade in New Jersey. 10th grade in Long Island kicked out. 11th grade in Long Island kicked out. And then um, I, got in, I got incarcerated and got my GED while I was away. Um, but thank God I came home, associate's degree, bachelor's degree, working on a master's. Amen. Listen, gotta listen, man. You let God work on you, you do some things. Um, right. But yeah, prison ministry comes from, it comes from that. Um, I did it, I did it with my, actually the last church I was at. Um, and I just, like from just going, I just knew this is what I wanted to do. Because my, my thing with, with prison ministry is, you know, you got some folks they make mistakes early, like you don't know the road you're taking, the way you're going, like you make mistakes. I'm just I'm just fortunate that I was able to make my mistakes that early. Yeah. Um, and you know, thank God, even when I made that mistake, or when I got sentenced, uh, the lawyer says, the good news is, no, he says the bad news is, you gotta go upstate. But the good news is, you got a YO. See, I didn't even pay no mind because I'm like, yo, I got to go upstate. This is my first time here. This should not be the case. But um, a YO was definitely a blessing. Um, you know, if you're young, listen, get a YO. Because, um, but hopefully you ain't even... <laughs> yeah, gonna I was just going to say, you did have to be there to get <laughs> But, um, so, you know, the blessing that even when I fill out an application... Oh, explain what a YO is. Uh, uh, a YO is, is youthful offender status. Mm -hmm. um, it, it only It's only an uh, option available, like... Up to a certain age, so I'm guessing it's either 17 or 18. Yeah, I was 17 at the time, and the judge did give me that, which was a blessing now for me as an adult. If I fill out an application, I don't have to put I was ever uh, right. incarcerated. Oh, wow. yeah. Hopefully, if there's any employment opportunities watching this video right now, <laughs> you won't hold it against me. But I'm covered by his blood. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so really, really, I, I find out a lot of things about me through church ministries. Okay. Um, it's one thing my last my last pastor used to say, you know, when you get to church, get involved. Like, get to work. Do something. That's right. Like, God didn't just save you uh, just for you to come on church on Sunday and be like, yo, pastor, preach today. <laughs> like, he saved you, you know, so you could do something in his body, so you can help. Like, there's something that you bring into the table that you bring into the table, and he brought you to the table to bring it. Right. So, you know. So what what goes through your mind then? Because now prison ministry is more personal to you. Yeah. Like I've done prison ministry nice. and you know, I have a passion to just rescue kids. My my problem with prison ministry is I re I literally want to go unlock the gate, tell everybody, just go home and start all over. Yeah. You know, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. I when you. I when I do prison ministry and others who do prison ministry like Allison do prison ministry. And it's tough. It it's tough. tough. It's tough. It um, tough. You come out of this so broken. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Sometimes you're done. You hear? Yeah. You're done you. For the day afterwards. We we went the last time we went with John Lopez from Crossroads uh, Tabernacle uh, over at Rikers, and we came back. I think it was weeks. We were still like, you heard what this kid was saying? Or you, can you see the face on this kid? And yeah. you know, you want to help him. You can only help so much. So, what? How do you prepare yourself to go back? Especially knowing what it's like in there. Like, we're going, you know, I never was incarcerated, thank God. You know, but I'm going under impressions that I get from others, what they say. But you were there. Right. So, you must prepare yourself a little differently. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my, my mindset for the most part is, see, the funny thing is, uh, inmates are funny. So, your, your approach, and that's not just inmates, but it's people in general. But for that particular um, population, a demographic, like they have a certain, they have a certain mindset. So when you come in there with the church, uh, if they come out to the service, especially if they don't know you, so they're like, oh, so the, the church is here. All right, I'm gonna go. I don't want to be in my cell. Um, so your approach when you get their attention is kind of, 
is kind of key. Um, even when I even when I was away, I was incarcerated. Like one guy told me, I had a I had a one and a third to four, which means I had to do at least one and a third, which was like sixteen to twenty four months or four years max. So when I got there, like this is my first time incarcerated. I'm seventeen. Like truth be told, I was shook. <laughs> I, was, I was scared like listen seemed man seemed tough on the outside when it was all happening right man oh you got to yeah like your shell changes like it don't matter how you feel on the inside they can't know it on the outside yeah. so you pretty much gotta hold it down the best you can but I remember I asked the guy I said listen man like I don't know he said listen man that's a cup of coffee like he's in reference to my time he said right. that's a cup of coffee like I done been here 17 and, and I'm like it don't feel like a cup of coffee man like I'm I'm stressed so like even going in, I think what I did take away from my experience, I, like I missed at least one of everything. So even when God told me like that was my area to serve, I felt like I was inadequate. Like, Cause they're gonna look at me with that same kind of, Yo, you, you just, you did a skid bit, like you went in and went home. But what he told me was, you know, almost like she's like, he, he felt your infirmity, like he knows what it feels like. Right. So in just missing and being able to relate to how they feel, um, it just gives me space to to kind of like touch something but even with it you need the help of the Holy Ghost Amen. you yeah, need the help sure. of the Holy Ghost so I mean I guess since we're talking about prison ministries somebody out there looking to do prison ministry two questions is it for everybody and are there any do's and don'ts that you would suggest slash recommend uh, prison ministry definitely isn't for anybody for everybody um, I personally I believe the key to prison ministry is consi consistency mm -hmm. because um, prison is such a routine life like to them everything is routine everything is the same every day as far as their schedule you know they just try to switch it up with the free time you have but if you're gonna be that group or that person that says you come every first Saturday second Sunday you have to be committed to that schedule because if you really get them to come for those out there, they're going to get to the point where they're waiting for you to come. Like, they're not us. Like, we went to work. We went to school. I'm tired today. I got a cold. I don't think I can make it. Like, from the time you left, especially if you really were able to minister to them, they're going to wait for you to come back, whether it be next week, next month, or two weeks from now. So, with prison ministry, um, consistency... You know, maintaining that schedule is key. Like, since I joined my church, they have a prison ministry. I haven't joined it yet because I know I can't be as committed as I want to. Right. I'm actually going to school for it. So, right now, my my preparation for that ministry is my preparation in school. Wow. Um, do's and don'ts. Mm, you got to adhere to the guidelines of the facility you're going to. <laughs> Definitely. They got rules and they got regulation and they for your safety. Um, they for your safety. We know we covered under the blood. We know God got our back. Um, but you got to understand when you're doing prison ministry, um, God went with you, but he went with you into the devil's house. That's, right. that's his house. That's his system. He runs that. He can't touch you because you're covered. But you still, you know, the Bible says obey the laws of the land. And you're going to have to watch the rules yeah. in there. When the guards say, hold up, back up, don't move, just chill. Let them rock. If they acting up, don't. No, just relax and let the correction officers handle that. Ladies, uh, just watch it close. These guys, you, you understand. We understand. You understand. Absolutely. Watch what you were like. You know, we we got excited when I was in there. We got excited off the Players Club. When the Players Club came on TV, oh, everybody was excited. So imagine you you can't when you're coming to minister Christ. You got to be mindful of what you're wearing. A, a little sock right here this part right here somebody might get excited you yeah, need them true. to focus on the word that you're given so i mean you know just how you adorn yourself how you carry yourself the rules and regulations and just know like if that's a ministry that's the field you're going to take just know that god sent you and um you know just go with the leading of your leadership and those that are taking you in there yeah that's that's important i mean I encourage you, if you really even feel a little bit of burden to do this, explore that opportunity in your yeah, church with your leadership. Easy. You know, pray about it. Um, find out who's doing it. If your church doesn't have a prison ministry, maybe find another ministry that is doing it. Yeah. You'll find and, out real quick if you're not cut out for it. Oh, you'll know. You'll know. Oh, you'll know. Real no quick. problem. You'll know as soon as that first door slams behind you. As soon as they ask for your ID at the door and say, we'll get this when you come out. 
They say that you get this when you come out, but when you hear it, it says, if you come out. <laughs> you know, that's how you hear out. it. That's how you what hear it. What do you it. mean, if? <laughs> no, I said when, sir. Are you sure you said when? Yeah. You know, but... Like, but it's definitely a, a, a ministry that's yeah. overlooked. You're like, we're supposed to be out of here at 1.30. Yeah. What you mean if? It's definitely uh, a ministry, I think, that's overlooked by a lot of churches. It, uh, well, for different reasons. Yeah, you know, yeah. either they don't have the burden or, or heart for it, which is fine. All the fine, people yeah. all the people that could do it. Like you said, it's not. It's definitely not for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had the privilege of doing it several times. And every time I go, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. What am I? You know, I love to do it. I love to be there. But it's just, it's tough. It's a tough, tough ministry. And, and I'll add, like, it's, it's one of those ministry because it's it's oh, not you went. it's not a it's not That's a lime, it's not a limelight ministry like you can't do it because you want the church to recognize you oh, and all this and that like you'll do it with the church and they they listen it's not a limelight it's not a limelight ministry it's not, a ministry it's, it's, it's no i mean, got a heart for it so you I, went. I went i went but my reasons too was i, I was Kind of told I had to go. Oh, and it was a I helped. I helped. Straight. No, no, no. That's but I'm gonna be honest because <laughs> I, I had, I helped out in the end. I helped out the sound crew. I didn't really get involved directly one on one with you. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, I've told them this before. I, I've sat in front of you know, at my job, I sit in in front of people that came out like yesterday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I see kids that come in from programs like the Fortune Society, programs that are assisting. So I've seen the people. Of course, it's just a different setting. Yeah. You know, I've never dealt with it there. I mean, I think it just, it it, it depends on how how you take it. You know, I mean, honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't see myself sitting there, not maybe because of being feared of anything, like fearing anything, but more of the emotional issue because like, where my job is alone, it's tough for me to have a customer come into my desk and say, I need a job. If not, I'm going back in next week. Yeah, and I have to tell him, and, and, and I have real. to tell him, right. I have to tell him, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't I have don't anything have for you. You know what I'm saying? So I've dealt with that. And that's like enough for yeah, me. Sometimes. You know, it's, it's just that's a matter tough. of how you do it. Yeah, but yeah. I think everything you said is so key. You have to, you have to be mindful. Cause like you guys said, I mean, you come home. You're gonna have to like distract yourself or something totally, or else you're gonna yeah. sleep with that. Yeah, yeah you gotta like you debrief. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny. I was just talking to my, cause it's 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 something I've gotten so programmed, like, cause even when I had to find a job, I had to go through, and this is for folks who are looking for jobs. You got records and whatnot. I had to go through temp agencies, cause the temp mm-hmm. agency application didn't ask you if mm. you was. Well, they don't even mind. They don't even yeah. worry about. So the they don't even worry. Check. So when they sending me to to jobs that do mine it don't matter because i came through the temp agency right so it's something even when i would meet folks i would purposely block it out we don't talk about this ever at work so like just recently i I spoke me and my supervisor was talking about it and he was surprised like he didn't he didn't he didn't know and i'm like yeah you know sometimes you know people find their way a different way you know everybody finds their way different he went through the service he went through the army but one of the blessings that for me was when I did come home, my mother moved. So, you know, we kept moving. So being in a new environment helped. Mm. But at the same time, there are a lot mm. of folks who come home from jail. You're going right back to the same spot you was in. So even as much as you want to change, it's hard because everybody still remember like who you was. Mm. Yo, that's killer. Yo, that's poop. You like you understand what I'm saying? So you like, nah, call me Quincy. They still <laughs> want to call you killer. Right. And at the same time, you know the Bible and names, like how you name, you know how you name is kind of like the role you end up playing. So you know, even for those that came home and you're like in the same spot, uh, the best alternative, like the best alternative, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't even gonna say God that I know. Yo, it's Christ. Hmm. You got to come to Christ, you got to come to church, and you got to let that be a support. Because yeah. really, you're going to need a support circle. And for me, uh, my church family was my support. So when did when did that happen to for you? When was that Christ encounter for you? Um, I mean, even when I was inside, I was I was going to, I was going to church. Um, but you you know the scripture is true. It, you know, train up a child in the way that he should go. Uh, it's not that I didn't know or whatever like that. You know, my parents, they raised me in church, but, you know, I just got to the point where I was like, I'm not going, I'm running the streets. But when you end up in certain situations, for some it's prison, for some it's a hospital bed, for some it's at home with a broken leg, unemployment, like for people it's different situations. In those spaces, what they put in you as a child, that's when you, that's when you say, all right, let me really try it and mm-hmm. see if it works. So even in prison, I was going, but when I came home, 
Um, my mother brought me to church, um, and at the time that was a love fellowship tabernacle with Bishop Hezekiah Walker, and he preached, and I joined. I joined that Sunday. It was funny, like I joined like every Sunday for like three months, <laughs> <laughs> making sure, right? No, true story. Because like I would like join, and you know, if I fell asleep that week, I'm like, yo, I think I need to get saved again. So, you know, I was kind of like, not off gray, it's kind of like on work. So I was like, oh, Lord, forgive me. I'm going to get saved again on Sunday. <laughs> so that, that was like the routine. But, you know, in my transition, the support that I got from the saints that became my family and friends, um, they, you know, they helped me, um, you know, find, going to school made a difference because um, it gave me something to do. Right. Um, yeah, if you don't have nothing to do, well, not even if you don't have nothing to do. <laughs> But you need to go to school, and I don't say that um, I don't say that to belittle or put anybody down. But education is key. But like in America, listen, you can't even work at McDonald's now. I think without a GED, high school diploma. Um, you know, even lucky for me, while I was away, I got my GED while I was away. But when I came home, I didn't have nothing to do, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to school. I went to school. I got my associates in computer. I, I just thought everybody was like, yeah, that's where the money's at. But after I got the degree, I was like, I don't like school this much, though. Hmm. So, but I did pick up enough skills to, you know, kind of become efficient in the office. So that, like, helped me out throughout the years. But, like, go to school. Like, school is important. Like, thank God America is blessed. You got student loans. You got all kind of things you could do. They got programs in all of these different places teaching you, prepping you for interviews, uh, computer skills, office, like, Take advantage of those opportunities because they they there. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and that's so important and great great stuff that you're sharing because many times people that go through whatever junk in the past they get stuck in that mind that yeah. mind frame that I'll never be anything. Yeah. This yeah, is that's not true. woe is me. You know, this is what I am for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm a loser. But you can, you know, it's never too late to start or to you know look for an opportunity that that'll help you. Uh, moving forward, and I'm going to go backwards now. The Apprentice. Why that name? The Apprentice. Uh, it sounds corny, but the truth is the name God gave me. Like uh, when I was I was over the poetry team at my last church, the Poetic Crusaders, and we had an assignment one time. It was like come up with a poetry name for yourself. Um, a friend of mine, Chanel Gabriel, she said, "Not all poets. You don't necessarily need a poetry name." Matter of fact, I'm not gonna say what she said. Ask that. <laughs> but um, just um, and just I, I know. I know. To be continued. To be continued. Tune in next Monday. <laughs> Rap Fest Radio. <laughs> but um, you know, I wanted I wanted a poetry name. But um, my issue with the name was I didn't I, like. Forgive me. Certain names I can't stand. I want to and, hear and I think it's specifically because I go in secular venues. So I hate, well, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm very passionate <laughs> when I'm at a secular venue and they call it up to the mic, the anointed one, uh, mm. the servant of the most high, because they know your approach before you even speak. Right, so they you can turn you off I'm on saying? the name. So just off the name, um, you lost, especially if you're in a secular venue, you lost 75% of the room. You got to hope there's a believers in there. And then you got to pray that you're good enough to get help from them. Right, right. So you're putting pressure on yourself. You're putting pressure on yourself because the folks will be silent on you. Mm -hmm. You'll be like, mm -hmm. it'll be crickets. So, you know, and when I had that assignment to the team, I was like, you know, ask God for a name. But, you know, even be um, wise with the name you chose. Um, and I was at work one day and I thought of the show that's when the show the Donald Trump show was out The Apprentice and then he dropped that in my spirit but he gave me the, the extra E the and it's the because um, I always say it's the King James version hmm. so it, 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 and, and if anybody asks me when I give that response it automatically refers to the Bible without me even saying anything King James version it's the King James version it's like oh okay this dude's Christian okay. yeah <laughs> And then my approach is the apprentice. God is my teacher, and I'm learning life lessons. Amen. Amen. So, we're all apprentices. That yes, that indeed. That's awesome, man. So we again, we're excited, and thank you for for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's always great to meet new artists or different artists and find out what's going on out there. If you're a spoken word artist, you know, hook up. 
There might be, is there a spoken word artist network or something going on Uh, out there right now? Well, right now, um, and I just connected with them even even last year, and I'm really even thankful for their ministry, um, True Voices. Right now, True Voices is a ministry on the East Coast. It's it's kind of because they got Passion for Christ ministry on the West Coast, so True Voices is pretty much that platform for Christian poets on the East Coast. Um, a lot of East Coast, especially Christian poets, um, don't have the platform, or we don't even have a community amongst each other. So True Voices has kind of brought Christian poets from different churches and like connected all of us. Like, That's awesome. And even the even the stuff you're doing now, the third. What is it? Third oh, Friday. Third Friday. And stuff. Yeah, to be continued. Yeah, to be continued. So you can check that out and maybe connect with to them as well. To be continued, NYC. Hey, uh, so what we want to do? We're gonna end with a with a video by No Malice. And then come Ooh, back to him. No, fire. no, we're gonna we're gonna oh. we're gonna finish with him right. and then and end with the video. No uh, Malice. No God Malice. Bless, bro. Serious. I'm so serious glad you went outside. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talk, man. That's like I'm real. I'm so glad. Son. It's real. I mean. The, the video itself is great, and, and just to hear him, I actually did some other research and saw some interviews that he had, and yeah, you know, speaking yeah, about yeah. how he crossed over and how he's not here to judge nobody. He can't judge nobody. Right. He knows that he's he very knows. mature in, in his responses. I so appreciate it. Like, if you listen to his responses, even even to things that weren't direct questions, like, yo, mm-hmm. man, yo, keep doing what you're doing, bro. Like, yeah. you're encouraging a lot of folks. Yeah, and this is, and this is a, a perfect thing now for the Not On My Watch prayer they're you know praying yeah. for the secular industry and that, that god will continue to touch them and there's people like this that we want to see impacted by god's grace and power yeah. that they could re- come to realization that you know god is real I, I'm, yep. I'm on the wrong team i gotta switch teams that's what it is you You're know on the wrong and, team. and we're we're excited that he's switch. you know he's doing this this gospel you know message approach now with his rap and it's so so important yeah. that we continue to lift him up in prayer as well as all the other artists so I want you to just leave us with a nice, you know, spoken word piece to close out. And then we're going to go into this video. So this is a, this is a, I just came into the year with this poem and it's called Who Am I? Uh, yeah, so who am I? Who am I is one of life's most enlightening questions. So I asked my shadow, thinking he would know since he's been with me since my conception, only to realize His point of view is a little too dark to offer light to my perspective, who am I? I've learned that the best approach to this question is to admit that you don't have a clue. One must understand that there's no Sherlock Holmes or Inspector Gadget you can hire to find the answer for you, but there's five things you'll have to do. One, have a confrontation with yourself. Two, a conversation with your maker. Three, make the conscious choice to accept your past in spite of being rejected. Four, unwrap your present. Regardless of how I was presented in five, take the challenge daily to identify yourself as an individual. Forsake the comforts of being a carbon copy and find the confidence in being an original who am I. It's one of life's most defining questions. It'll shape your reality. Be the skeleton to your perception. See, life is a journey. Knowing who you are can serve as a compass when you've lost your direction. It will point you north when staring at a rock bottom reflection for me. That was the 16th months buried in the Department of Corrections and although I didn't find myself where I found myself I found myself finding faith in the ideology of a resurrection that I could burn in the flames of bad choices then arise from the ashes of the consequences like a phoenix that I can bear the bad of a good Friday knowing it will all work together for my good by Easter lost soul drawn to the cross I found myself born again a new creature not to be mistaken for reincarnation nation but reconciliation to God through Jesus justified by his propitiation I'm a reflection of Barabbas acquitted see I did it I got convicted but Jesus ended my sentence period I was a prisoner I've been set free and who the son sets free is free indeed I'm a human being being all I can be and it's a process in itself just becoming who I am who am I I'm dirt in the potter's hand fashioning form for his plan I am perfectly imperfect fearfully wonderfully made everything about me has been considered I'm no mistakes the hairs on my head aren't just counted they've been arranged I'm Samson with his strength remain after my head's been shaved who am I I'm Paul pressing toward the mark a servant who found grace in the eyes of the Lord like Noah locked within the ark I'm David I fought bears I fought lions I willed these poems 
slaying giants like Goliath. I've witnessed the good news. I'm bearing the Great Commission. I'm a Christian, a fisher of men fishing. My poems are bait. My lines rhyme to hook your attention. I'm the salt of the earth, the flavor your foods for thoughts been missing. Who am I? Is one of life's most frightening questions. And the biggest deception is to get you not to address it. But I looked my fear in the mirror, stood in the eyes of my reflection, and told myself I'm a child of God. I'm a blessing. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Peace. Wow. Good stuff, man. Thank you. Who am I? Thank you. That's really, really, really good stuff, man. We're, we're excited for where God is, is leading you, and we just continue to pray Thank that God will continue to open doors and continue to pour lyrics and words into you, Thank you. Uh, as you continue to share and win souls for Christ through your ministry. And it's covering will be with you when you go into these you know, secular venues. Yeah. Make a triple impact. April 12th. April 12th? Okay. April 12th. I just, I just won. Um, I'm in the Grand Slam Championship at the New York Poets Cafe. Mm. That's a big, you know, as much yep, as I've been yep. slamming, this is only the second time I've made it that, that far. Mm. Um, and to make it that far with poems like this, you understand what I'm saying? So April 12th, New York Poets Cafe, it's a Friday. Come through, support. Um, you know, even the other poets I'm against, they're, they're, they're animals. Mm. They're animals. But, you know, listen, I believe God, and we're going to go in there and do what we got to do. Amen. I've got to the point, win or lose, like my brother gave me this a long time ago. Win or lose, I never lose as long as I win a soul. Amen. So as long as I go in there and spread the gospel. Amen. But with your support, I hope I see you there. <laughs> the Apprentice. Amen. That's right. cool. That's April 12th, the Eurekan Poets Cafe. Yep. Definitely want to check that out. Also, this Saturday... Uh, is the Salem Coffee House? Yes, February 9th. Featuring Tribu Doce, Ooh. as well as Joshua, Joshua the Growth Rosario. The growth <laughs> Rosario. He's going to be doing spoken Ooh. word as well. Uh, doors open at 7 o'clock. There's only $5 donation. Uh, the event itself starts at 8. Also, before that, at 6 p.m., there's a fundraiser movie night at the Sanctuary Fellowship, 1469 St. Peter's, the uh, Mikasa fundraiser movie night so you definitely want to come out and check that out it's free to see the movie and they'll be selling food and stuff so you could just come fellowship at six o'clock yep, so you can yep. do both go there at six check out the movie bounce to the coffee house starts at eight o'clock support josh and have a great weekend nothing better than a great weekend and christ saturday and sunday yo we're blessed next week we have next week we got daniel Steele. daniel Steele, producer Ooh, beast yo he is beast and a rapper i haven't seen him in a while and a rapper haven't seen him in a while and then we got Young Joshua and, and T. Walla coming up on the heavy 18th. hitters. We gotta change the name. I of the like show. that name, T. Walla. T. Walla, yo, uh, good guy, good yeah, guy. I feel like your name, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got a new name, The Apprentice <laughs> T. Walla. <laughs> yo, uh, so check it out. Here goes a video by No Malice called "Smoke and Mirrors." Easy. You just gotta check it out. It's dope. Off the hook. Peace, God bless. See you guys next week. Rapfest Radio, rapfestradio.com. You will learn us because we are out of control. Check it. Ow. When I was a child, I thought as a child, I talked like a child. I even reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Just like the blind leading the blind, they caught up in the shine. Tokens of consensus not clearly defined. The watermelon's gone, and all that's left is rhyme. And yet you keep beating, beating. But in the back of your mind, if someone should rewind, ever wonder why they continue to let you dine? Place a glass ceiling, continue to let you climb. Place drugs in the hood and pretending to let you grind. Hello, job, they pretending to let you find. Box, then they continue to let you mine Hello, deal, they continue to let you sign They spent more on spilled wine I gotta speak to my kind Call me 845, cause both hands on the nine It's from the heart, and it's so sincere in every rhyme I can let the real go to lost deals every time Shit, if no child left behind Black faces on the first 48 look like mine Cause when that beat in the vine The ones in the position for my view look like shine Damn, and we the culprits in the crime And the puppet flying, they just poking at the lion Till my soul start flying and frying I'ma be defiant, it's written on the wall like a mine You know the truth is a funny thing I mean, it's a double-edged sword 
It separate bone from the marrow, spirit from the flesh. And if it's a lie, they say it's a lie. But if it's the truth, and that song hits you, all you better do is say ouch. It's of a biblical proportion What you are witnessing Spiritual abortion Slaughter of innocence Guilty as charged Destruction of a lineage I pray, Father God You allow me to repent of it And any crime seen at bare malice Fingerprint I pitch those keys like a dent Without thinking Even served our own mamas Without blinking Walking dead Clueless No England Within a twinkling Seeing what I was made of While y'all speculate Clips break up Well thinking not strange If I'm able to And what's with all this swag? I ain't feeling. Gotta get that money, huh? Nah, I'm chillin'. And I ain't selling my soul for no millin'. Cause that deaded rap can't even crack the glass ceiling. Why such blasphemy and anger toward a God which none has seen? Hmm, leads me to believe that there's a wee bit more to this Jesus thing. And they use his name to sell them pies. Cause it take a lot of truth just to sell that lie. Yes, even I repent.